0: Welcome, thanks for joining us today. Today I want to start a new series, and I'm calling it Purposed Faith. Now you may wonder or may ask what I mean by that term. We all know that faith is important to God. Hebrews tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And the Bible tells us that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. Faith is at the very root of our relationship with God. So by purposed faith, I'm talking about intentionally living by faith as we prepare and then begin to re engage with our community, both within the church family and without. Across the country and across the state, businesses are slowly opening up once more. And, you know, we're still under stay at home orders here in our county, but things will begin to open up here uh, pretty soon as well. And eventually, we will be able to meet in person. But not yet. Uh, Now, I just want to let you know we have assembled a uh, task force to determine both when and how we're able to reopen the church. And it won't necessarily be as soon as the state or county says that we can. It'll be when we determine that the building's been properly prepared and we're able to take all the necessary precautions to keep yourself safe. Because your safety is of utmost importance to us. And we want you to have full confidence that when you return to the building, you can do so safely. When we are ready to begin in-person services again, we'll make the announcement on our website and our Facebook page in plenty of time. So be watching for that announcement. Now, as we talk about purpose, Faith, the first thing I want us to see is that Purposed Faith really helps us to be guided by trust and not fear. So it's you know it's it's so easy in this time that we're in for fear to creep in and try to take root in our lives. Fear of getting sick, fear of a loved one getting sick, fear of economic consequences and all sorts of things can cause us to be fearful. But as we make decisions and move forward, we want to make those decisions from a place of confident trust in Jesus who's guiding us in his wisdom, which he freely gives us and any time we ask, and not in fear of what the enemy might do. We move ahead with our eyes focused on Jesus. We move ahead trusting in him and trusting in his care. Trust means that no matter what things look like, we look to Jesus as our source of truth. Trust doesn't mean everything's always going to go well or everything's going to always look, look rosy. Trust is being able to stay calm in the midst of the turmoil swirling around you. Because trust isn't based on the turmoil of the circumstances. It's grounded in the object of our trust, and that is Jesus. Listen to what Jesus said in John 14, 1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. I mean, let's pause a minute. Why do you think he said that? Why do you think Jesus had to say, don't let your hearts be troubled? Well, it's because the natural inclination of our heart is sometimes to let things trouble us. So he says, "Don't let that happen. Don't let your hearts be troubled." And then he says, "Trust in God. Trust also in me." Jesus is encouraging them to, and trying to. Uh, he's encouraging them and trying uh, to strengthen their faith, because he knows that in a very short time he is going to be crucified. They're going to watch him as he's nailed to a cross, so he's trying to strengthen their faith and prepare them for what lie ahead. A little later in the same chapter, he tells them this, verse 27, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. In the NIV, it says, do not let your hearts be troubled and not be afraid. Don't let fear come in and take hold of you. Now, how does it come in and how do we stop it? I think one way uh, to keep fear from coming in is and taking hold is by monitoring the kinds of things that we take into our minds. Um, if we are always just taking in bad news and always talking about and looking at worst-case scenarios and always listening to the latest conspiracy theories and the police scanner tracking every call of suspicious activity or the weather radio going off at the slightest chance of a tornado and things like that. Now, if that's what we fill our minds with, what do you think the result's going to be? I'm not saying to hide your head in the sand and never watch the news. But I want you to understand that what you feed is what's going to grow. Feed fear, and fear is going to grow. Feed faith, and faith is going to grow. You feed your faith with, by being in the Word, uh, with prayer, and being uh, uh, having a heart of worship, and an attitude of worship, and... Worshiping God and being in community with other believers, that's the, those are the kinds of things that feed your faith and will cause it to grow. So as you think about what you're taking in, ask yourself, what is this feeding in me? Is it feeding fear and worry or is it feeding faith and confidence in Jesus? So as you monitor your intake, feed your faith. As faith grows, the ability to trust also increases. So, and, and trust the Lord. He is trustworthy. Second, purposed faith helps us to be focused on others before self. When fear kicks in, we tend to focus more on ourself. I mean, face it, we get fearful, self-preservation becomes activated. But purposed faith isn't self-centered. It's faith with a purpose, and that purpose is is outward focused. It's looking out toward others. Listen to the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2. He says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourself. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. These verses have to do with how we relate to uh, others and uh, and what our attitude is toward them. He's saying, don't have a me-first attitude, what I want, what I think, what I feel like doing. Stop and consider other people. Stop and think about what are other people feeling, what are they thinking, what are they going through. Put yourself in their place. He's saying as believers, we shouldn't act like we know everything and that if somebody disagrees with us, they're automatically wrong. That's not what believers should act like or look like. The truth is this. Our needs aren't any more important than someone else's. In fact, if we're to follow Jesus, we're going to serve others by looking out for their needs. With purposed faith, We intentionally live in such a way that we're always watching out for others because that's what love does. And if we're to follow Jesus, we must love not just those that are close to us and our friends, but those that are very different from us. Jesus has never created anyone that he does not want us to love. It's not to say that we owe, that we ignore our own needs, but rather that we just don't follow a me first mentality. Purposed faith intentionally watches out for others, not just ourselves. That's the model that Jesus set for us. That's the model that the early church followed. We have a beautiful description of the early church in Acts two. It says all the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions. Give to anyone who had need. They all looked out for each other. They cared for each other. They had community. Communities defined as a, uh, a feeling of fellowship with others as a result of sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. So, talking about all this and purposed faith, and what does that all look like in our current situation? Well, for one thing, it means resisting the panic buying and the hoarding that so many are doing. I mean, there's uh, there's uh, news stories about maybe meat being on shortage and all of a sudden all the meat's wiped out of the store shelves. Uh, it, it means, you know, not, not, not hoarding and not, not panic buying. It also means that we take special care of the needs of the most vulnerable among us, those who are high risk we can make a store run for them just give them a call and 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 say hey i'm running over to the store is there anything i can pick up for you is there anything that you need and and you know just to avoid just to to keep them from having to go out in public that would be a big help to them Uh, it it means something as simple as is wearing a mask when we go out in public look let's pause a minute can we talk about masks can we talk about masks for a minute? Let's be honest. Nobody enjoys wearing them. I really don't know of anybody that j- enjoys wearing a mask, right? I mean, masks are uncomfortable. They make my glasses steam up. Who likes them? But if it means a small bit of discomfort in order to protect someone else and the slight chance that I could have the coronavirus and just be asymptomatic, I will gladly wear one. I may say I have the right not to wear one, but I'm not wearing it for me. I'm wearing it for you because you matter to me. Am I afraid of getting the virus? Honestly, no, I'm not. I'm honestly not afraid that I might get it. I'm not walking around in fear, and I'm also not in denial of, the, uh, of its existence or the seriousness of it. But I wear a mask when I go out. And for these two reasons, number one, as I said, in the slight chance that I could be asymptomatic and not realize it, I want to protect you. Second, to put anyone's mind at ease that I come across so they don't have to worry about catching it from me. As you go to the store, you notice people wearing masks. You notice some that aren't. And there's a sense of tension in the store. As people are looking around suspiciously, and wondering, there there's a fear in so many people's eyes, and it's especially those that are at risk. And as they see someone without a mask, it's you know they're, they 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 try to stay so far away from them, and there's there's a fear that's there. If I can cause anyone to be a little less fearful by me wearing a mask, then I'll gladly do that. So purposed faith helps us to be guided by trust and not by fear. It helps us to be focused on others before ourselves. And third, it helps us to shine our light and not hide it. Listen to Jesus in Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When we live the way that we've been talking about this morning, when we live with purposed faith, faith that's lived on purpose and faith that's lived with a purpose, we stand out in the world. People see us. People notice. And what's more important is that they see Christ in us. And now, more than ever, people need to see Christ. Our world needs to see the light that we have within us. It's a light that chases darkness It's light that gives hope in the midst of despair. It's light that lifts people's spirit and encourages their heart. In the darkness of this world, we need light. Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. We are pressed on, by, uh, pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. That's the believer. The things that come this way don't knock us down. They don't knock us out. They don't cause us to live in fear but cause us to press into Jesus and our trust and our faith in him. That's what a believer should be like, and that's what it's like to live in purposed faith. When we live in purposed faith, we're not letting the things of this world in and not letting them take hold of us. But we let the light of Jesus and the confidence of Jesus, the boldness of Jesus and trust in him shine forth to the world around us. Let's pray. Father, with all the craziness and uncertainty that's going on all around us, your love for us and your care for us is a constant that we can count on. We look to you for strength to live with purposed faith. Faith that trusts you no matter what our situation is or what others tell us, we trust you. Faith that focuses on others before ourselves and is willing to sacrifice for others just as you did, Jesus. Faith that shines bright for all to see. Bright for all to see in this world where where people are looking for something they can believe in. Lord, that's a faith that we want. Give us the grace to live with purposed faith. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've been listening to me today and you realize that you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want you to know that he wants one with you. He wants one with you. He was crucified, he died, was buried, and he rose from the dead just to make that possible. He already did the work. He already did everything. You don't have to earn it. You can't earn it. It's a gift. But you must believe it and turn toward Him and put your trust in Him. If you want to do that, you can do that right now. Just pray Dear Jesus, I want a relationship with you. Come into my heart. I'm turning towards you now. I believe that when you died and when were buried and, and rose from the grave, I believe that you did that for me. I want that kind of love that you demonstrated to be poured out in my life. So come and live in me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and teach me more about you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you just gave your life to Jesus, please let us know. You can put it in the comment section or you can email us, but let us know. We would love to celebrate with you. And now I want to give you the blessing. From Numbers chapter 6, may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Now let's close out with one more song of worship.